Kendrick Lamar has released his highly anticipated new album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, his last official release on TDE. The SoCal independent startup that helped catapult Kendrick Lamar into stardom. On my previous video, I covered the heart part five, the song leading to the rollout of this new album and some of its hidden meaning and spiritual implications. On this video, I'm going to be giving you guys my first thoughts and impressions on Kendrick Lamar's new album. Is some of the imagery and the rollout blasphemous? What is the faith view that is being presented and is it congruent and cohesive with some of the previous themes and messages from other Kendrick Lamar albums. Bruce Lawn. Guessing this isn't going to make anybody happy if you love the album or if you don't like the album. So just you just watch the video. Now, some of you guys might be thinking, why why are we talking about this album? Kendrick Lamar is a secular rapper. He curses in his music. This out new album is rather vulgar. And all of that is true. The reason why we're talking about this is in my last stream, I shared about my personal face-to-face interactions with Kendrick Lamar, how he has professed faith in Jesus to me personally, as well as on his albums and some of the other imagery around his other albums, as well as him making public professions of faith in Jesus as of the damn era, not as late, but it's a damn error. So this is an interesting intersection in terms of where art that is groundbreaking in culture overlaps with someone who is professing to have an allegiance to the same Jesus of Nazareth that I follow and worship. So that's why we're discussing this. And uh, if you're into art that is moving culture, changing the landscape of music, bending genres, um, Kendrick has always been on top of that. So this is how I'm going to lay this video out. First, I'm going to open up with the good and what I appreciated about this album. Then I'm going to go into the parts that I did not like about the album. And then I'm going to go into some questions I have for Kendrick in case he's watching this. He probably isn't, but if he is, I have specific questions for him. And then I have questions for the audience, okay, that I'm going to want you guys to help me process a, a macro question. The things that I appreciated about this project, the good, artistically, I don't know if there's anybody making music, especially hip-hop music, that is progressing the genre from a technical rapping ability level in terms of the way he's actually putting words together, the writing, the cadences, the uh, uh, metaphors, the similes, the production side of it, the arrangement, the type of things he's rapping over with regards to the way the music is being broken down at times. I don't know if there's anybody that really does this at the level that Kendrick does it. I think this is, in my opinion, just again, first impressions, listen through the record twice, okay? And first impressions, I think this is arguably his best work. I think this is phenomenal. There's there's gonna be records on this project that are gonna be massive radio records. There's gonna be records on this album that are gonna be massive cultural shifters. There is a lot on this record that I think, if we're just talking straight, like, exceptional art, it's brilliant. It's very, very, very well executed. Um, The voice inflections, the melodies, like the song structure, the parts that are the the hooks. This is very remarkable. Somebody tweeted me yesterday. I was like, well, I think Jay-Z and -and so-and-so or whatever, Black Thought, The Roots. Listen, Kendrick has progressed rapping. Every now and then there comes an artist that literally progresses a genre forward. 
And I think if you're looking in hip-hop, there's a couple of those guys. I think Jay-Z was kind of one of those guys early on. I think Kanye, in terms of like making it cool to be a backpack rapper and making it cool to be a semi-conscious, was there and also being vulnerable. So I think he did that in 2004. And I think what came after that was Kendrick and Drake and J. Cole. And I think they've all progressed rapping and elevated rapping. I think Kendrick more so from a technical standpoint in terms of just his ability to use voice inflections, cadences that we really haven't heard there's a lot of a lot of really well uh, well executed art here okay and if you can't listen to that and just objectively acknowledge that i think you're not being honest and genuine in your assessment of this music. I think this music is remarkable. It's very well done. It's very well executed. It, the story, the just the vocabulary. I mean, it's like every song I hear a word rhymed or a word said I've never heard on a rap record before. It, it's exceptionally done. And so I think we have to give Kendrick his flowers in terms of like, from a just artistic standpoint, he knocks it out of the park on this one. Having said that, all right, I got to get into the parts that, that, I, that I did not appreciate, okay? And if you're here, you haven't heard the album, um, there's going to be a bunch of spoilers. I've been following Kendrick since the KDOT days. Southern California, it's a relatively small hip-hop community out here. In terms of just proximity, you just hear about stuff coming out of L.A. before the general public, especially pre-Instagram like Instagram era. So there's a quote that I appreciate, which is, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And I think Kendrick, from the beginning, has been making an intentional point, at least attempting to make an intentional point, to tell people, as far back I can remember as ignorance is bliss, that he is not an activist, that he is not a conscious rapper, that he is not any of those things. And I think we all, including Christians, including activists, including folks, uh, you know, fighting for social justice. I think we've projected what we think Kendrick is onto Kendrick. And I think this is Kendrick coming out and telling everyone, I'm not that guy. Like, I'm really not that guy. You know, like, I think, and, and, and even on the intro, he addresses some of this, like, being fake deep and being fake woke. And he's speaking to the audience at Broad but I think there's something there with regards to some of his own allure. Um, when I first met Kendrick, I, it was at a South by Southwest panel, BET, uh, talking about leveraging social media to grow an audience. And he was there as the expert. Catch this. Kendrick was there as the social media expert because he was doing really interesting things like building a Twitter following. He was building his Twitter following by tweeting about his favorite serials and showing more of his personality. This is Kendrick. Back in 2000, I think this is 2011, 2012. Okay, this is before to, to uh, Good Kid, Mad City. So Kendrick has this allure of being this like artsy fartsy activist who kind of hides out. And I think on this record, this is the most vulnerable he's ever been in that he sh he's showing you exactly who he is. He's telling you exactly who he is. And in that desire for vulnerability with hopefully an expectation of healing and needing therapy, I think he is being very transparent. But this is the part where I think when we get into his mind, remove the artistic brilliance of it, and let's just get into the his mind of what's actually being communicated. This is where I'm not a fan of the content. I'm not a fan of most of the content, okay? So let me just give you guys the verse that I think kind of summarizes a lot of this a lot of this record. Uh, Mother Sober, okay? And this is a really crazy song about him 
alluding to experiencing sexual assault, but not as a kid. And this is like a lot here. But there's this one line where he says, I still feel it weighing on my heart, my first thought, decision, and the shadows clinging on my soul as my only critic. Where's my faith? Told you I was Christian, but just not today. I transformed praying to the trees. God is taking shape. Okay, so here he's telling us, listen, I told y'all I was a Christian, but just not today. Now, when I clicked on this in Genius, this is very interesting. Check, 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 check what Genius says here. Genius is telling us here, and this is a really interesting theory. He says, Kendrick is a wavering Christian who wants to claim his faith, but not bind himself to act on it and live his life as a Christian should. He recalls St. Augustine of Hippo. Is this Kendrick referencing St. Augustine? Okay, he, he recalls St. Augustine of Hippo, famously insincere prayer. Lord, make me pure, but just not yet. Okay, so then this bar is juxtaposed with I transformed praying to the trees. God is taking shape. Kendrick. It's saying, I know Jesus. However, chakras, new ageism, spirituality, feminine divinity, and a bunch of other stuff that's just created this hogpodge of all kinds of incongruent and inconsistencies in his worldview. And if I'm frank with you guys, he got he got a glimpse of truth and he experienced it, but he didn't fully surrender. And he is living in this constant cognitive dissonance of this duality. And again, in our interactions, I asked him about this. There seems like there's some contradictions here but you're rapping about Jesus but you're also rapping about stuff and he made it sound like yes I do this for art's sake but this is also who I really am and he referenced being a Gemini and his birthday being around the same time as Tupac's and this whole thing and this is our interaction at Pay Dues Festival I think 20, 2012 the brilliance of it artistically juxtaposed with what he's telling you and where he's telling you he's at the girl he's been with since high school, on and off again, her name is Whitney, and I believe she's on the outro and possibly the intro. I think that's definitely her on the outro, and she talks about him breaking generational curses in this. But he raps about him losing her because he was just out on tour just smashing random broads, right? Like, fam. So when you, so when you factor everything through this lens of, like, kind of fake deep, Right, not really an activist, kind of, you know. Uh, apparently, there's some sort of sexual addiction there. She, she, she asks him that. He opens up and owns it. Right, referencing Muhammad and referencing praying to trees, and re it's all out of this overflow of cognitive dissonance in terms of who he is for real versus how people perceive him. And he has a whole song on here telling you, I'm not a savior. I'm not an activist. I'm not a, a, a leader. When someone shows you who they really are, believe them. When someone shows you who, you, who they really are, believe them. It's a Maya Angelou quote. So Kendrick is telling us very transparently, he knows 
enough about Jesus to reference going to church, to reference praying, to reference all of these different things all throughout the record. He, he's consistently referencing back. And here's my theory. I think Whitney is the actual potentially more solid Christian one in this equation. I think Whitney, his fiance, is the one that's probably dragging him to these marriage conferences in Southern California, trying to get him therapy, trying to get him to work through these things. I'm going to read you guys another bar from this song that I think also kind of summarizes his perspective on a lot of this. I notice secrets every rapper sexually abused i see him die dying uh, i see him daily burying a pain in chains and tattoos so listen close before you start to pass judgment on how we move learn how we cope whenever his uncle had to walk him from school his anger grows deep in misogyny this is post-traumatic black families and a sodomy today is still active so he's telling you in this bar that before you before you judge before you 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 look at me and judge just know that this environment i come from going for all the way full circle to good kid mass city that th- this is how we cope and and he's speaking to the macro issue i think of some of the issues that you know are happening in a lot of these uh black and brown communities right a lot of, a lot of these areas that like compton that have a have had really rough histories and he's telling you these certain things. And so I think that line is telling you, Hey, listen, before you judge, know, this is how we cope. And I, and I, I understand, like, I understand that trauma will make you to will make you cope in very toxic and self-destructive ways. I'm, I'm really praying for this dude. Like I'm really praying that he wakes up to how simple the goodness of Jesus really is. That it's not Jesus and all this other stuff, fam. That it's not chakras and all this new ageism and spirituality and, you know, all this. It's like, fam, Jesus, Jesus is enough, right? Jesus is enough. Those of us who are listening would understand that most rappers are not activists. Most rappers are not leaders. Most rappers are not people you should be looking up to. Even brilliant and talented guys like Kendrick. And I think he's telling you this. I think he's repeatedly telling you this. My questions for Kendrick, and then I got some questions for you guys. If you've came to the awareness that I was perpetuating a lot of the same generational sin that, I, that I'm coming out of, despite building immense wealth, and then as a byproduct of that, having immense access to excess, despite all of that, if that's what you're, if, if, that's what, if that's the self-realization that you're having on this record, and healing, and therapy, and breaking generational curses, and sin, all that kind of stuff, which is where the album ends with Whitney, this is, this is just, I'm just going to keep it a buck, okay, and I don't I, I can't probably never watch any of these videos, but I'm just going to keep it a buck, like, have you married your child's mother yet? Have you married Whitney who stood by you throughout all of this? She has two children by you and you want to talk about fixing generational curses, right? Like you're, you're, you're with someone that is the child of your mother, but you've been with her forever, but you're not married to her. I don't understand that. All remove the. I don't understand how that. I don't understand how that makes sense, right? Um, if you're gonna have her on the album cover, if you're gonna do all these different things, I mean, at least with a J Cole, like he married 
and, and got had the family. Kendrick, I don't know. Maybe they are married. Again, maybe they are married. If they're not, maybe you should consider the way that would look and that looks to the very community you're attempting to help. This is what I mean. They did a study and they found out that 97% of people who do these three things end up breaking out of generational poverty. These three things, there's three things that if, that if you do these three things and you come up from poverty, you will break out of generational poverty, okay? The first one is graduate high school. The second one is work full-time. And the third one is wait until you're married and then have kids. Those three things in that sequential order, it's called the Brookings Institute. You guys can look up this study, right? So if you're not, it's still going to create some sort of precedent in terms of people who are looking at this and you're repeating the same cycles, right? Just on a certain, no, I, I, if they're not, if they are married, praise God, I hope they do get married. I hope he figures it out. I heard all these different things um, get worked out, but that would be my question. And also like, is there not any kind of, inconsistencies in seemingly and repeatedly objectifying women while at the same time trying to break generational curses? Or is this a character he's playing? Because that's another part. You can't, it's hard to tell, engage, when is Kendrick doing a, a character, Kung Fu Kenny, right, K-Dot, versus when is Kendrick actually being Kendrick Lamar, the human, on the records, Right. And what I do find and what I found most alarming, and I found this out recently, is when I found out, and you guys can look this up, that all of the reference tracks for Baby Keem's album leaked. And basically, more or less, Kendrick wrote the majority of it, 90% of it. And there's reference tracks. There's reference tracks for all of it, right? So here he is doing reference tracks for Baby Keem, who has very little redemptive value or quality in his music whatsoever. I mean, in Baby Keem's music, it's more or less the content of it is just utter debauchery, right? And so when I found that out, when I found that out and discovered that Kendrick wrote that whole record, that's alarming to me because out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks, that you, you're conscious enough to know that I can't say this, this, this wild stuff as... Kendrick Lamar, the artist, because of the reputation I've built as being, quote unquote, conscience and woke and, you know, an activist. However, however, I'm going to say all of this wild stuff through my cousin. This is not helpful to make stuff like that. As, as baby. And I don't like, I mean, Baby Keem's music to me is right. And when you then find out that it's not even him writing it. I think it's just even more telling. Right. So then it, it, it seems like the highest virtue in all of this is just art for art's sake. It's just vulnerability for vulnerability's sake. It's just, we're just going to idolize authenticity and your truth and ignore the truth and ignore the objective reality that, hey, if you can do these things, you will drastically change the trajectory of your life. And I mentioned the three earlier from the Brookings Institute. You guys can look those up. That's, that is, that's my opinion. Now, the question I have for you guys, the question I have for you guys is... Is it, do you even think it's possible to make music at the level of a Kendrick Lamar while remaining a stable, sane individual? That's the deeper question that I have for the audience. Because if you're really listening to him, he says it on the, I think on the second track where he says, 
I found out when I saw Drake and Kanye squash their beef, I was confused. I guess I still got some healing to do. He's telling, he's saying, I am so competitive and I'm so obsessed with this art and this music that, man, I don't care how any of this, because I'm trying to be that guy. I want to be that guy, right? And so the degree of obsession and just meticulous, you know, drive and hyper focus to make art at this level. And I don't, I mean, and again, and I want to hear from you guys. Do you guys think there's a Christian artist that's even came close to making art at this level? Like a practicing Christian who has made art. And again, I'm not saying, this is not an endorsement of Kendrick's faith. I'm saying, is it even possible to be this obsessed with, with a said craft, in my opinion, to the point where it becomes borderline idolatry, where, I mean, he is really locked in at making the, the dopest music, if we're going to be honest. However... Is it possible to 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 be congruent and be grounded and remain a solid individual that is a stand-up guy who doesn't, you know, sleep around and doesn't take advantage of folks on tour and doesn't leverage his fame and status for nonsense, right? Like, is that even possible? Because I don't know if it is. If I'm honest with you guys, I don't know if it is, right? And that's not saying Kendrick sold his soul to the devil. I don't know about any of that stuff. I'm just saying just the sheer, just the sheer intensity, the sheer laser sharp focus of making something that is this good in an art space. I don't know if someone can do all that and still maintain their soul. I don't know. And I, I think you guys are tripping if you're saying Lecrae makes music at the quality of the Kendrick Lamar. I think you're sipping the Christian rap Kool-Aid and like I, I question your taste in life. Like I question your taste in everything if you think Lecrae makes me. And, and Lecrae is my friend. And Lecrae and Kendrick know each other. Um, because I think you, t- in order to make something this great, in order to be this groundbreaking, whether it's on the level of a Kendrick, whether it's on the level of, I don't know, an Elon Musk, whether it's on the level of a whoever, right? And I'm not talking about good verses. Jay Monsey, I think, can write really, really good verses. I'm talking about making art at this level, making albums. At the, making al- when, when I listened to that record, that it was a movie. It was literally a movie in my head. And I think Jay Monsey could definitely rap at the caliber of a Kendrick, but to make mu- to make music this good where it's this cinematic, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's possible. Honestly, I'll be I'll be completely honest with you guys. I finished this album. I listened to it again. I was so inspired and impressed from a quality standpoint. So inspired and impressed from a quality standpoint, and so grieved from a human standpoint. My heart. My heart was grieved. The very things that make a great artist, the life <laughs> that makes a great artist is, is the life that makes you a, 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 a scumbag human most times. The very things that position you to be a brilliant artist are the very same attributes and qualities that position you to be kind of a, kind of a crappy human. The obsession, the, 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 the drive, the, all those things, uh, the, the, the dysfunction, the raw vulnerability, the addiction. How many rappers are addicted? Kendrick's telling you he's addicted to sex. How many rappers are addicted to, to pills and drugs and all kinds of self-destructive? All of these things make for great art. They make for fantastic art. Boy, is it fun to listen to. Boy, is, is someone channeling their most raw and real uh, 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 emotions and heartbreak and all of these things just being channeled. Boy, is it fun to listen to. 
But seldom do these people have stable marriages. Seldom do these people have stable family lives. Seldom do these people have healthy mental health disciplines and routines, right? And so again, Kendrick's done a good job of keeping most of his life private. I don't know. But I think going back to them, my Angelo quote, when someone shows you who they really are, believe them. Believe them. And I think Kendrick's showing us who he really is. He's not an activist. He's not a Christian rapper. He may not even be a Christian. He's telling you exactly who he is. He's a very confused, complicated person who has some issues he's working through. And those same issues probably make him drive him with a chip on his shoulder to be someone that is brilliant in a lot of ways. But those very same attributes probably have caused him to be a womanizer, to cheat on the woman in his life that means the most to him. I'm inspired creatively. From another standpoint, I go, hmm, what, what, what good is it to gain the world and lose your soul? Isn't that what Jesus said? Right? At the expense of what? Especially when scripture encourages us to go lead a quiet life and be out the way. and Don't do a lot of extra stuff, you know? So last thing I'll say about some of the concepts and themes on this to me is mad cliche like his content of like don't judge and judgment bad like i think some of that stuff is so cliche and uh, if he wasn't so good i think this stuff wouldn't come out when in transcendence if it was logic making the same statements we'd be like that's corny some of the stuff that he that he said on this record right if it was someone like logic if it was someone like wale we'd be like man that stuff's corny because he's so efficient and so great at what he does just go wow but some of some of the some of the content to me was kind of cringe if you guys want to hear some of the backstory of my interactions with kendrick in person and how we met all that kind of stuff you could check out this video here of me reacting to the heart part five and i will meet you over there all right peace